This podcast is for grown-ups only. Some of the content may not be appropriate for little ears like mine. He does not own those two deputies' bodies. He has no right to take their lives. Um, So what he was doing needed to be stopped, and it was stopped with bullets. Welcome to Diakonas, A Cop's Calling. I'm Anthony Weaver, and the... uh the Gelo, that's what that's what they actually used to call you. Do they still call you that, Gelo? No. That's like Gary Lowe. That's is, childish. Gary Lowe is with me on the episode. Uh, on this episode, uh, he does. He, I don't really need to introduce you anymore. This is the third time you've been on, right? I think so. That's very cool. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, having me. And my go-to guy. Um, you pay well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish. Um, yeah. So Gary's on the show with me. Uh, the point of the show is to kind of get into some current events and uh, That's scary. talk about some current events. Um, so, like, what what is there actually happening that we could talk about? <laughs> Let me ask you this: Does all this stuff? There's just always so much stuff in the news, and part of, part of the issue is social media and how easy it is to to get all this stuff, to see all this stuff. Does it ever like bother you? Does it ever get you down? I've been down for the last year, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. When? Sadness, I believe. Okay. It just makes me sad. Yeah. 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 I, um, I, uh. Like, I don't need three or two or anything. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need to be. You don't need a mental health warrant. Yeah. Involuntarily committed to the hospital or anything. <laughs> yeah. No, that actually kind of surprised me because you're, you're a pretty jovial guy. You're, you're like. If you put you and me beside each other, I'm usually the pretty somber, serious one. You're the one that's cracking jokes and trying to make everyone laugh. Um, but in, been... but inside, you're like a wilting flower. Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> a dandelion who's uh, who just lost all of its little petals, blown into the wind. I don't know. But yeah, it it, it, it does get you down. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, how how much are you into it? Like, are you are you constantly? On, because you're not on Facebook, but you're on Twitter. I guess yeah. you don't really do anything on Twitter, but you're like, I on stalk it. on, yeah, yeah, and that, like, so that's the thing. You never know what to believe now. It's right. real hard that way. But I take in a lot of information. I don't think very intelligently or like research a lot or anything like that. But like, it's probably more than I should. But I think that's that's one of the big problems is that there's so much information out there, but it's just surface information. Yeah. You're not really, I mean, you don't really have time if you're working to, uh, to do a ton of research. I, ch- I do try to check on some things. Like I see some things I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I do really agree with that, but how, like, where did that come from? You know? But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, Laura and I were just talking about this. I got to take, I think I need to take more breaks from it because the other part of the 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 problem for me is is doing the podcast. Yeah, like I'm constantly you got to stay on sorting through things mm-hmm. and looking for ideas and looking for stories and looking for cue the dip stuff and and all this and that. But yeah, 
It's yeah. uh, because in reality, something that happens in California probably doesn't affect me one iota. Something that happens in Florida probably doesn't affect me at all. Like, why do I care? Um, but I think it is entertaining to me. And maybe it like, I don't know. I, I kind of like, I like it. And I don't mind, like, the sadness isn't so bad that it's like affecting. Debilitating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not debilitating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, does, it does bring like a, a, a sadness um, to life. I think especially for people like uh, you and me, other police officers, military personnel, anyone who uh, has a love of country. Um, yeah, I think there's a certain, you know, sadness that comes, comes with it when you see what's going on. But like you said, most of the stuff you see isn't like actually affecting you and your, your day to day. And that's part of the problem. Like Lauren... Lauren said, um, if you're getting anything from this conversation right now is Lauren is way smarter than me, <laughs> <laughs> but she, she's like the, you have all this information that really, um, we don't need to know. And, and years ago you didn't know, like if something was going on in California or down in Florida, you might see it on the national news. Um, you know, if it was a really big story. Like, I remember sitting down with my family. We would watch the 6 p.m. news or the 6.30 national right. news. So you would maybe see it there. But now, literally every single thing that's going on, you have instant access to. And we're not meant to, to know all that. And we're also not meant to know all of it about other people. So I see, like, friends of mine, like, had if there was no social media, I wouldn't know that they hold... hold held this opinion unless I was actually having a face-to-face -face conversation, but someone will put something out on social media and I'll be like, how dare you think like that? <laughs> and then I don't like, respond. Why would you care, right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know this had it not mm -hmm. been for social media and I don't even respond. And, but that's also the problem with social media. It makes you think that your opinion matters. And when you go into Facebook, it says, what does it say? What's on your mind? Anthony, I like, I think, I think that's what I says. If I go into Facebook, it says, yeah. what's on your mind, Anthony? Like, it matters what's on my mind. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's so important yeah. that people know what's on my mind. But anyways, so you're here, you're on the episode. We're going to we, talk about. We started that off real high there. That's, oh, that's pretty exciting. Um, and just like every time you're on the episode, you're here on your own volition. Yeah, yeah. You're not here representing your department. All the opinions you hold are your own. Um, it's you know, Gary talking here. It's just Gary. Gary. Like, which I don't know why anybody would listen to me, <laughs> but uh, it's fun chatting with you. Yeah, I, I'm glad you're here, and uh, uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. I have been told that uh, in the past when you've been on, uh, we say bro and dude too much. All right, um, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So you want me to not say that? No, no, no. I was thinking I, we could keep a count. And uh, basically, you owe me a dollar for every time it's said, regardless of who says it, because you're making, you know, you're you're on a uh, you're on a good, solid uh, police salary right now. I'm not. So okay. you owe me money. Basically, I have you on and then you pay me before you leave every time you say bro or dude. So we're I think that was the third time at least. So we're up to three dollars. I'm going to keep count. I think you should do like a uh, patron. 
supporter like count like whoever gets the closest like guess how many times as like your teaser how many times are they going to say this oh yeah and have, them, have, them, have guess, them guess like a poll and see who wins and <laughs> you could give them something we'll give them the money right i could give but don't them, promise that <laughs> i don't really want no i could give them a uh, a five dollar gift card to ellicott there you go uh because <laughs> they're gonna have to spend more money than that there <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna get something out of it i'm gonna get something out nice of it. nice um but yeah uh yeah that was something that was pointed out to me and and basically the person who pointed out to me he knows exactly who he is he probably pointed out to you too i don't care i'll we can say bro dude all we want it's uh it's uh my show actually it's kind of our show like i feel like you're yeah. on, you've been on enough now that this is kind of becoming your show too i'm happy to be a guest um, i like being in the the background i'm gonna keep uh keep working on you to come on um but anyways, there was something else I was going to like give you a hard time about, but I can't remember what it is now. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I was going to ask you about 9-11 several weeks ago. Oh. We remember 9-11. This is, I don't want to say it. 9-11 isn't amusing, isn't amusing. But what I find amusing is we say never forget. Mm -hmm. So like on the anniversary date, we say never forget. And then the rest of the year we forget. We don't even like think about it or talk about it. Yeah. So it's just an interesting thing about people. But 9-11, 20th anniversary, uh, I was at an event where that was being held on 9-11, um, a, a breakfast at our church. And um, it was interesting. They had the guys at our table. We were talking about what we were doing on that date. It was interesting to hear what they were doing. Do you remember? I'm sure you do. What you were doing on 9-11? Uh, my wife had, so I had just got out of the military okay. in April and I was going through the, like the hiring process. I think I was hired or maybe like a conditional officer offer or something like that. Okay. So I was unemployed and, um, I was working on restoring some dining room chairs that we had acquired from my family so i forget which one maybe my grandparents or something like that so i was restoring them like with a bunch of goo and stuff and i remember going in for some water or something like that and i turned on the tv real quick and and saw it and uh, i sat there for probably three days and just watched the news yeah did yeah. you did you turn it on soon enough to see the second plane hit the south tower i think i did yeah and then i remember i called my wife because she was working she was the money maker at the time so I called, I think I called her or had a hard time getting a hold of her. I can't remember exactly how that was. And I was basically like, you need to come home. So why, yeah. why do you feel like she needed to come home? I don't know. I thought, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that was, I, I, I'm just curious. Like yeah. that was generally the, uh, the thought of people were like hunkering down because they didn't yeah. know what else was going to happen yeah. next or yeah. who else was out there waiting to fly a plane into something. Um, yeah. I was on the job. I was brand new on the job. I was working nights. Mm -hmm. and I remember it must have been my first night back after a couple of days off because I was up fairly early that morning. I wouldn't have been up that early if I would have been, um, you know, between shifts. And yeah, I woke up, saw it, literally watched the news all day. Yeah. And then went to work and it was eerie. Like it was so quiet. quiet yeah. It was super quiet. I bet. But yeah, um, now when it, when it happened, were you like super, did that super more motivate you 
to get on the job? Or did you think about, uh, maybe I should withdraw my application and get back, you know, go back into the military and go fight? I think I told this story on one of the other episodes, but I basically told Kristen I'm going back in. Okay. I said I can get back I in. I don't think you did tell the story. Yeah. So basically I told her, I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going back in. I can probably get right back with the unit that I was with and um, I'm going to go fight. Yeah. And uh, I think she wisely, is that a word? Yeah. She like took a breath and then said, can we, can we talk about this? <laughs> so then we chatted for a little while about it. And she goes, you know, we're going to need people here. Like you did your time. Like. You know, you just got this job, like we're going to need security here. You know, police job is going to be important now. Um, so I stewed on it for a while and just never went back in. Yeah. I don't think I would have made it. What do you mean? Like I would have died in war. You think? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because what you were doing, yeah. you would have gotten dropped. You would have probably jumped out of a plane. Probably. Into, the, into it. I don't know if they did that. I'm sure they did, but anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh it's crazy. It's crazy. Twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, yeah. which is unbelievable. And what's crazy is I talk. You know, I think about my kids. They don't even know about know about it. We were, you know, when it came up. You know, how do you talk to an eight and six year old about it? Because you know there was stuff. Yeah. You know, very surfacey. You know, but. Yeah, they. I mean, they don't even they don't even know about. It. They'll learn about it in history class, hopefully. Um, Who but, knows now? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was a it was a huge like that happening. Really unified the country. It got people. It got a lot of guys signed up for the military. It got a lot of guys in law enforcement. I know when um, Stoltzus was on, uh, Lieutenant Stoltzus, he that was one of the main. Uh, things that pushed him to 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 sign up and mm. get on the job so um you know that's pretty cool and now now uh, i'm just gonna throw that this this wasn't in the outline i sent you but uh now they can't recruit anybody so uh attorney general josh shapiro was just in lancaster and met with some chiefs and um uh they discussed recruitment efforts how to get more people signed up, how to get more people in the job. And uh, I watched the press conference. <sighs> was it bad? I just... I didn't watch here's it. What I, I didn't read Here's what I don't it. understand. There, there were a couple good comments made, um, you know, uh, by people at the press conference. There was a couple chiefs there. Um, you know, the mayor was there. Um, the mayor of Lancaster City and, and stuff. But what, what just amazes me is how because these people are smart i mean i i think they're smart i would i would think you're smart if you've gotten elected into these positions or you hold these positions but they're flabbergasted flabbergasted about why in the world can't we hire police officers and i'm like yelling at my te at my uh, uh computer when i'm watching this uh you know news conference i'm like this isn't rocket science. Do you think it's common sense as to why it's difficult to hire police right now? So A.G. Shapiro, yes, it, it, yeah, very common sense. Like why? In what way? It's completely, let's say you want to hire a police officer and you say, 
uh, come work for this police department. Um, we want you to be really good at going to community meetings and talking to people. Um, it'd be really great if you um, just are just really nice, like just really nice, you know, really kind, um, really good talking to community members. And um, it'd be great if you lived in the community. Um, and we want you to come and work here. And then on, on the backside, like when you actually have to ugh, enforce the law, like do that, like law enforcement, like actually do the job, just know no one's going to back you up. <laughs> like no one's going to have your back. So what do you say? Why don't you join up on the police department? And, and I'm just like watching this and I'm like, it's not rocket science. And A.G. Shapiro is talking about offering, um, he, wants, he wants to push through, um, you know, something through, through the legislator that would give new recruits a $6,000 sign-on bonus and completely reimburse them for going through the academy. And I'm thinking to myself, you don't need to spend that money. Like, you literally do not need to spend that money. All you need to do is tell your guys, if you come on and do this job, we'll back you up, and here what the, here's what the job is. And the job is law enforcement. And what you do is you take your, I've thought about this, like, you, you go to the guys on your department who, um, who are your, your most badass guys. <laughs> okay. You do. You go to them. And you say, I want you to help me with recruitment. And they're going to say, you can go pound sand. I don't want to help with recruitment. I want to go out on the street and uh, get some bad guys. And you say, you try to sell them on it. Maybe you give them an incentive. Listen, I'll give you some time off work. If you go and do these two or three recruitment events. And when you go, I want you to tell people that come up to the table how awesome this job is. This job is awesome. It's a ton of fun. You get to cat. You get to do foot pursuits, you get to chase bad guys, you get to take guns off the street, you get to take drugs off the street, you get to protect people, you get to know people in your community that are the good citizens, and you develop relationships with them, and you help them, and help make that community better, but we go after bad guys on this department, that's what we do, and it's a ton of fun, and let me tell you, you also get a pretty decent salary, and if you do it a full 20 years, 25 years, you get a really nice pension. And we have really good medical benefits and, you know, and go down the line and sell it. And it's even better if you can say, and our command staff and the people above them will support you. If you do your job with integrity, character, honesty, if you do your job well, they're going to back you up. What do you say? You want to sign up? You're going to get people sign up. But if you lay down $6,000 sign-on bonuses, and we'll reimburse you for this, and we'll pay you for that, and we'll do this. And you basically stand and beg the community to tell people to apply. If you know anybody, tell them to apply. And then they can get this, this, and this. You're going to get people that don't really want to do the job, don't have a calling to do the job, and are doing it for the perks. And it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, and you're going to have bigger problems than you have now. And yet. A.G. Shapiro, and not, I don't want to say all the chiefs there, but some of the chiefs there um, stand there and are just amazed. We can't hire anybody. No one wants to take the test. Well, no kidding. 
Who wants to take the test when they know they could get fired or put in jail for doing their job? It, it makes me crazy. It literally <laughs> makes me crazy. You've moved your hands a whole lot. I can't believe I haven't hit this mic stand. Your beard's like bouncing off stuff. I watch this and I'm like, if, if you actually had guys that know how to do the job and talk about doing the job, you know, yeah. I mean, I've said it in previous podcasts. We, law enforcement in general, this is a sweeping statement, but I think a lot of departments have lost their way to a certain extent. We, they've moved away from the mission of law enforcement and we moved into this weird like social justice movement like let's like try to um sing kumbaya with the community and and i just don't think it's it's working i think what works is guys on the street doing the job that they are called to do um and and uh and having that community attachment and that community involvement be an organic thing don't try to force it don't do all these special things because all these special things are attended by people who already love you who already like you who already support you and meanwhile your citizens are like where are all the cops well they're all drinking coffee and you know painting with the police and and again i don't think all those things are bad i just i just think we you know kind of lost our way not 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 every department, um, and there's departments out there with, and we're going to have the Q to dip winner, a sheriff who definitely is standing up for his guys. But um, yeah, I, it's just disheartening to me. Do you think law enforcement, police, I guess law enforcement, I guess in the big umbrella is law enforcement, but like police in general, that like job description is changing from when you did it? Oh, absolutely. Dude, when I got on the job, my supervisors, the, the biggest thing they wanted me to do was be on the street and arrest people. Like, go, here are your roughest areas, go deal, deal with it. So you're saying like, go find the bad guy, go arrest the bad guy. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. And go do it again. They, 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 they wanted you to, to be proactive and aggressive and you think that's changing i think that everything right now within law enforcement not everything i overgeneralize <laughs> most things it's for I effect though right most things in law enforcement right now are pushing guys to not be proactive because being proactive gets you complaints from the community um and i'm not talking like law abiding citizens community i'm talking about people who don't like the police who complain um or even people who do like the police misunderstand what they saw and make complain about you but they don't want you to get complaints everything you do is scrutinized um and you you like if you work for a department where they don't back you up where you're afraid that if i if i do my job but it's perceived the wrong way. Not even that I did the wrong thing, but it's perceived the wrong way. I could, there could be dire consequences. I could lose my job. I could lose my way of living that I support my family. I, I could even end up criminally charged, you know? And, and uh, so I do think the move is a way, like it may not be 
said blatantly, like, we don't want you to enforce the law. But it's definitely the push is we want you to coddle the community. And I don't think the, I don't think the ma- vast majority of the community wants to be coddled by the police. I don't think the vast majority of the communities that the police are in want to feel like they have some sort of friendship with the police. They want the police to do their job. Like they want them to enforce the law and like make their street and their block safer. They don't care if you, you know, I don't know. I mean, does any of that make sense? I I know you're probably like, I realize you're asking questions here and you're not saying very much and I get it, but I just think that, uh, is there, if I put my gun over here, (laughs) uncomfortable. Yeah. Thanks buddy. That's nice though. What is that? Little like Ruger 380 LCP. The 380 ammo though is out of control right now. I mean, I don't shoot it all the time. I know, but I, I went, I went to a nine. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have a nine, but like I've spent enough money on guns and stuff yeah pretty good arsenal um but yeah all all in all i think if you made recruitment talking about like if you if you looked at the mission and you said the mission of our police department is to uh bring praise to the lawkeeper and bring fear and wrath to those that break the law that's what our that's what is contained within our mission and you take out all the fluff and unicorns and rainbows and TikTok videos and this and that. And like, we're, we're so distracted by all of it. And when I say we, I'm saying like, yeah, I'm not part of it anymore. But like we, it, generally in this country, law enforcement has become so distracted by all these like do good events that. And, they're, and they want to hire people that are good at the do good events. But maybe not someone that is maybe hard nosed and can like chase the bank robber. Yeah. yeah. And 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 do do things that uh, aren't very nice. Makes me crazy. It, I, it makes me I see some of these videos in like I think it's like it's larger cities where like these groups of people go into a store and just ransack the stores, just yeah. like steal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just run away. Like I, my mind is blown that that no like, cops, nobody does anything. Nothing. Like, just like let them do their thing. Yeah, it blows my mind. It's yeah. wild to me. It, it's it's crazy to me. Yeah. And and people, you know, um, you know, you know, they, you know, they have all these excuses and reasons for it to happen. Um, and a lot of times I'm just like, okay, what if that? And usually the people who are okay with it are the ones that don't have to deal with it. Right, it's not their store. It's not their. It's yeah. not the Target not you go to. Or... It's not the Walmart you go to. It's not my community. Uh, you know, these people. You know, they have problems, and I'm sure you know. You know, uh, drug addiction is a disease, and you know, blah 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 blah. And you know, God forbid we hold people accountable for their actions anymore. And um, man, I don't know what you got me on a rampage right man, now. You're really going at it. <laughs> Like you, you talked about me being sad earlier, man. You made me sad. Uh, sad. I'm sorry. I just literally, I was not planning on talking about recruitment until maybe a couple hours before this episode. Well, thanks for giving me a heads up. You could have just had that conversation (laughs) with yourself. (laughs) Just talk to yourself about that for a little while. I was hoping you'd like, uh, 
So you I'm know. not in the recruitment world, so I don't know what that looks like. No, neither am I. Um, I never was. But I if somebody was. asked me about law enforcement, I, I like my I don't really think about I mean, the job But the job's fun. Like, you know, you why do get did, to chase the bad guy. Why did you get into law enforcement, Gary? Yeah, man. Like I, I wanted to chase the bad guy. Right. Yeah. You wanted to like Everyone says it. They says they want to help people. Yeah. But it is true. Yeah. There's there's like something deep within I wouldn't most have been people. able to when I started, I wouldn't have been able to articulate that I wanted to help people. I I wouldn't have articulated that. I, I probably said that. Yeah. And it probably was true without me knowing it. Right. But like the longer I've been a a cop, like yeah. helping people now is by getting the bad guy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And also you're you're in your you were in your 20s, I was in my 20s. Yeah. And you're you know, you're full of like piss and vinegar, you want to you want to get after it. Like you you want to yeah. get after it. And I think if you don't go after it, like the world like it's chaos and that's not okay. We've talked about that. Right. Lawlessness. Like it lawless yeah. is not okay. I don't want to live in a world like that. And right. I think the majority of people in the country don't want to live like that no they, they don't want to live with lawlessness no. running i mean running they, just, they just talked to a bunch of residents down in del rio where the whole yeah. you know border yeah. thing's going on and all those residents are like with don't the border patrol a- guys whipping guys that's that's too much <laughs> you can't be whipping people anthony don't take the border patrol away or you want to go there we're going to go right right into that one we can well, go into that one hey is, is that just, on the list? it just came up yeah it just came up. Let's it's do terrible. It. You can't treat people like that, Anthony. Okay, so the, the yeah, this photo comes out <laughs> of the border patrol allegedly whipping. Oh man, it's terrible. Whipping uh, illegal immigrants, and uh, so so here's the issue right now: thousands upon thousands are coming across the border, and it's illegal. They are illegal immigrants. I don't. I don't. Or is it? It's illegal. We have a border. We have border laws. That's why we have a border patrol. You know, in this country, because we're because our government at some point decided it was important to protect the people that live here and provide border protection. Um, so we have a border patrol because it's illegal. Uh, there's there's no country that has fully open borders. There is no such thing that exists with any country. Um, Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro uh, Mayorkas recently admitted that. Uh, COVID is exploding on the border, um, and that approximately 12,000 illegals have already been released into the U.S., 12,000. There's been reports of assaults on ICE agents and pilots on planes that are taking some of those deported back to Haiti and these other countries. There's a report of an assault on a Border Patrol bus with uh, some illegals escaping. Um, And then you had this famous uh, whipping, which wasn't a whipping photo. Um, come out and you had our our president the highest leader in the land man there's such a vacuum in leadership right now say basically um he said to see people treated like they did horses uh running over them people being strapped it's outrageous i promise you those people will pay if you are the border patrol agent who has a photo of you taken completely out of context and it's been proven that this is not true the video has been out now this absolutely isn't true um how do you (laughs) goes right back to recruitment how do you recruit anyone on the border patrol when the president of the united states is saying you will pay for 
literally doing your job. That was a wild statement. When I heard that, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, let me read this real quick. This is from um, a Border Patrol agent, DeAndre, Deandra Cantu. And I did look into her a little bit. It does appear that she is actually a Border Patrol agent. Because I read the quote and I was like, well, how do I know she's actually works for the Border Patrol? But I did look into it. Um, it looks like she it's is good work, a le- Anthony. legitimate good work. Uh, patrol, uh, border patrol. She said, definitely the best job I ever had. You become one with your horse. They learn to trust you. They will go to the end of the earth if you ask them. We train every day with them. Definitely the best partner I ever had. See what's in my hands? Those are split reins, not whips. They are six feet long. They are split for when we go into the brush. If we go through thick brush and a tree branch gets caught, it will just slip through. Slip reins. The reins are connected to the bit. The bit is in their mouth. And the last thing we want to do is hurt our partner by tearing up their mouths. That's why they're split so that they don't get caught up. You have seen the video of the agent spinning the rein when non-citizens get close to the horse. It's to create distance between the horse and the person on the ground. Our horses easily weigh 1,200 pounds. They can step on someone and break a bone or kill a small child of a per- if a person gets too close. We also spin them if someone want, uh, wants to attempt to grab the reins because the last thing you want is someone who doesn't know a thing about horses to have control of the horse you're on. If non-citizens attempt to gain control of our reins, it is considered deadly. The horse can freak out, jump up, and roll with you on them. Us as riders can be killed if a horse lands on us. Hope this helps those who have never seen a horse or split reins before. We will continue to support our brothers and sisters in Del Rio. Hmm. It's wild. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's tough to make a like a statement like like President Biden did. Um, maybe without all the facts. Maybe with. I mean, who knows? Who knows why you say something like that? But I, like, if I'm going to say something like that as a, the leader of a nation, I want to make sure that like I'm I'm right. Right. You know. I mean, but there me, is but. no. It, it's like uh, the story has been corrected on some media outlets. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, you know, I'll be shocked if he comes out and says, I made a mistake. I, I misspoke. Yeah. I was wrong. Uh, Didn't he ground the horses too? They put yeah. them back in their stables, said yeah. you can't use them anymore. Ground, which... Again, the horses in that terrain, I'm imagining, are extremely effective. They use a lot of horses. They use a lot of ATVs be- just because of the way the terrain is. Yeah. And, That'd be uh, tough. Be a, a border guy that you rely on your horse and you're expected yeah, like, what to kind of like control people and the influx of... If that's what you do, you're on a horse. What are you going to do now? I don't know. <laughs> I guess go in a four-wheel drive vehicle i don't i don't know like and then how do you you can't spin that around real quick you can can't you? spin that spin around rocks up at people like, that would what, not be good yeah, yeah. i i yeah it's pretty I, wild yeah I, I don't i don't really know i brought it up i don't really have much more to say i would imagine it. that kills morale i mean i'm i'm not a border patrol guy but i would imagine a border patrol guy would and these gals they would just be like devastated to hear basically your highest boss right basically say you're doing a terrible job um when in fact you were just doing what you were asked to do and what you're paid for and 
what you've trained for and using your split reins like they're supposed to be used. Right. I mean, here's you can't get away with anything nowadays because there's so many videos. Right. So, like, if someone was whipping someone, you, you would have saw it. Right. You know, it would have been. Yeah, it w- everywhere there would have actual right actually been a a, right. a photo of it and, and a photo a of the injury. It. it would have been. I'm surprised actually that there hasn't. Maybe there has that there hasn't been like some type of media outlet who I don't know whip somebody, paid them to whip them and get a <laughs> get a picture of them. Like I could see that happening. You know what I mean? Like that's how like jaded I am right now. Like oh, I could see somebody like fabricating an incident. I mean, not that that's ever happened before, but ever. Uh, you know, some media outlet or somebody who really wants to get a better Twitter following, like pays some Haitian person who's just trying to get a better life. Let me whip you real quick and take a picture of it. I'll give you a hundred bucks. Like that's worth it. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's, and that hasn't even come out yet. So like, yeah, no, I, the video, the pictures were, my understanding is the the guy who took the photos or the woman, I don't even know if it was a guy or a woman that took the photos, wasn't even like, didn't put them out themselves as this. They were what, just documenting it. Or they whatever. were just documenting yeah. an incident there and it got jumped on by everyone saying, look at the Border Patrol whipping Haitian immigrants. Yeah. And I'm like, literally with no facts, yeah. it's like still photo. And, and, uh, and, and, also the idea that they're coming into the country illegally they're they're yeah. literally breaking a law um and and it's you're basically telling that law enforcement agency we don't want you to enforce the law um do you think they, they should be allowed to whip illegals coming in no not necessarily i mean if it falls within their use of force continuum I don't know. I'm sure that I'm sure that in their use of force, they're not allowed to use the split reins to actually whip people. Well, maybe they. I, I guess if it's a deadly force incident or like, I mean, a whip doesn't rise to that level. It's. I mean, it looks terrible if somebody. It looks. Somebody, I'm sure. Really I'm sure there's something in their use of force policy that yeah. they're not allowed to. Unless, that's not what unless there's dire circumstances. Right. Like, just it's just like anything else. Like you know. Um, you, you can know, use this chair. Not, there's nothing in your, you know, yeah, you can use anything depending on the situation. Sure. Depending on the use of force situation, you can use anything at your disposal to, to try to uh, stop that, stop that assault behavior assault, yeah. or that threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Dude, that yeah. bus incident was wild too. I guess they took over a bus or something like that. And then yeah. like, that's wild. And, and just took off running, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how many how many got away yeah. but um and here's understand- the thing anthony if i was desperate and i had to take care of my family who knows what i would do you know what i mean I, like i get it i get um, it but but you would also expect like all these to be people, hit with split reins is probably what i'd expect right coming like over all That's these people expect. that are streaming over illegally yeah. into this country um i'm sure that all of them expect to face some sort of resistance from law enforcement here. Just as if you decided, I don't know why you would decide this, that I'm going to go to Canada. I'm going to escape to Canada. Canada? It, I'm thinking of a country that- Who's going us. there, man? Exactly. It's like, it's an absolute- It's a closed border though, right? You can't get- <laughs> It's a closed border? I think it's closed. Like against, I don't understand. Like how, 
They're against people. They're not like welcoming the masses, you know? Anyways, aren't they? You, They're closed, you, right? Or am yes, I, am I su- super yes, ignorant? Yes, you cannot just cross over into Canada. Oh. You can't. No, I mean, literally, like, I There's think it's no, closed, closed, right? No, I don't think it's closed, closed oh. if you have your vaccination. Oh, I yeah. think you can go over into Canada right now if you have a, your vaccination, if you have a vaccination. Get the jab. Um, but if you chose to go over into Canada illegally, you would expect to get arrested. Sure. You would expect there would be some sort of, uh, you know, prosecution yeah or 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 some type of process to get in right or asylum or some type of hearing or something yeah sure yeah so and i know they're doing that to a certain extent but you can't when you have literally del rio what was it fifteen thousand last you know last week two weeks ago that were underneath that bridge there fifteen thousand like there's no way they're properly vetting all those people it's tough and you know and they just, I did see that um, they just talked to residents of Del Rio and the residents were overwhelmingly in favor of the Border Patrol because their town's getting overrun. Yeah. There, there's like, a, I saw an article about a farmer finding people like on his property and his barns and his, and his uh, um, tree stands. Wow. You know, and so like, it's easy for us to be like, oh, just, you know, they're fleeing, whatever. If they, it was my farm, I wouldn't help there or... Yeah. Maybe I would want them there. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I do think one of the most interesting arguments, you know, when people say we need open borders, we just need to welcome people. Yeah. Like just out of the kindness of our heart, just welcome people um, and just figure it out, deal with it later. I do think an interesting thing to ask them is, well, why, why would you put a fence up around your property then? Or like, lock your doors. Or why or, would you lock your doors? Yeah. I, I've I heard mean, that too. Like, I do think that's a decent question. Like you, you expect some sort of, safety and security where you live but if you don't live on the border then you don't worry about it (laughs) then you just need to be nice and kind yeah yeah but yeah i don't have much more to say about that i just think i just think it's super sad that you have border patrol agents who are doing their job and uh now you literally have uh the leader of the free world saying they're going to pay like what does that mean like if i was that border patrol agent i'd be like what does that mean yeah like am i going to get the electric chair yeah like you have the buttons to the nukes like Like, what what are you doing yeah like what do you do like Mm -hmm. how are you going to stand up to the you know yeah and in reality those border patrol guys they these gals just they got to pay their bills like everybody else. They're just doing their job. They're just trying to do their they, job. They are in. They're, they're working their shift. Right. Like in reality, they're working their shift. Yep. Probably a lot of overtime. Probably making decent money in a really difficult job. And Especially these days, yeah. And they want to they have to pay their cars off. They have mm-hmm. to pay their cell phone bills. I mean, it's, it's wild. Like, right. And, and you're they, asking them to do this thing. They, they go to the border. They probably don't live right on the border. They yeah, probably live close. They probably live closer than you and I do. Or like moved or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Made it home. They, they, yeah. But they, they go to work on the border to, to, that's, their job is to protect the border. Yeah. To literally keep people from just streaming into this country that could do harm to other people. And then when they do it, the president says they're going to pay. Yeah. It's super sad. It's it's so disheartening to me. Yeah. And I yeah. cannot imagine like the job they're doing is a glorious job. Like it's a very 
it's good it's um and it affects potentially all americans right you know yeah because they're so bussing like, these yeah these illegals in like into other cities other towns yeah and how well vetted are they no one really no one really knows right i'm not saying that no one should be allowed in this country but every year thousands of people come in this country legally Every year, thousands of people get citizenship in this country mm-hmm. legally. You know, what, what are you saying? That, that, those, that those people are too dumb to do that? I'm not, yeah. I'm I, not saying that. They, they, have the, they, they can go through, the, go through the process. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel bad for the, the, the cops working down there. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's like a no, no win for them. Yeah, and when you just, I mean, in reality, you just want to do your job because you like it and you need to survive, you got to pay your bills. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. I don't know. I think, I think they probably would be better off right now just shaking hands. Like, literally, <laughs> as, as, a, as illegals are coming over, just welcome. Welcome to the United States. Um, hand them, you know, a pamphlet about COVID. Um, and then you know what happens is one of them does something terrible, right? Which is a, probably a super minority that would do something terrible, right? And they would find out who shook their hand and hang them, <laughs> hang them out to dry, right? Just right. Throw them onto the bus. How dare you not protect the border? <laughs> I know. How and there's a bad you? guy. Like, hey, I thought we were shaking hands How today. How dare you welcome them into the United States? Um, yeah, and unfortunately, there will be cases like that with with all the. Uh, um, unvetted Afghani's it's a, brought over. It's just a numbers game, Anthony. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it really you, is if you, just a numbers you game. You look at the you know percentage of people that are that wish to do harm. You know, that percentage is in, or will take advantage of others, right? Because they feel like they need something or want something, so they take it. But but here's the thing: they're they're br- regardless of whether or not you're coming into the country to do more crime break more laws you are breaking the law yeah you're you're breaking a law like we don't have an open border here and just like i said earlier there's no country that has fully open borders um so at that moment you are breaking the law if you don't like the law you can work on getting it changed and we've seen people try to do that i personally think it's a great law like i want to be able to live in a country that you know the borders are secure what uh Ronald Reagan said, a nation that cannot control its borders is not a nation. Right, because if you have no borders, like, how do yeah. you... And he seems to be a president who is liked by... Everyone. A lot of people. Most yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, I Maybe. mean, that's, that's how right? you... Right, isn't that right? That's how you He's define... liked by most people? Yeah. That's how you shot, define though, right? That one guy didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, he did. Gary. Gary's like, I'm done talking about the Border Patrol. I know Gary well enough to know when he, he's like, all right, move on, Anthony. Move on. Move oh, on. Go I brought ahead. you something. What'd you bring me? I brought you something. So listen, I actually brought you multiple things. So I made you a little wallet. Oh, man. So that's... Uh, Look at this thing. You yeah. know what? I was just eyeing... I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was eyeing up on it. Something like this from Welsh Mountain. Yeah, they got nice stuff too. They have like a, a slim fold, but this is nice. Yeah. So do you have one of these? I do. So there's a card slot on the outside, so a bifold, a card slot on the inside, and then uh, like a cash. Like it's a sweet, sweet little wallet. Do yeah. you throw this in your front pocket? Yeah. 
Good. Or my chest pocket or whatever. Yeah. That one's pretty thin leather. That's probably like three, four ounce leather. Uh, that's from that Chicago tannery again. And that's then I scary. Made, this is the, these are first editions of, um, can you guess what they are? I think they're drink koozies. Sort of. They're pint glass sleeves. Oh. So for your glass pint glasses, if, if you have pint glasses. One of them is riveted yeah. with copper rivets. The other one is hand-stitched with that baseball stitch that I like. That's nice. Has anyone uh, that listened to my episodes ever reached out to you and been like, well, no, I guess they won because I, I told them to just reach out to me and I'll get them in contact with yeah. you. No. Um, okay. I mean, you haven't told me of anybody. No. You probably send them no. to Welsh Mountain. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I like those they, guys. They too, make good stuff. Yeah, I they like, make those. Really good I like stuff. those guys. Oh, these are They've cool, They've been doing man. it a lot longer than me, too. So basically, it's a pint glass koozie. Yeah. Yeah, pint nice. glass. I would, I'd like to Thanks, call it a Gary. sleeve, though, instead of a koozie. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, man. I need welcome. to have you on more often. Nah, that's probably it to get from me. That's probably all I get from you. Yeah. You wore your sweet uh, uh, leather slippers again today. Yeah. Into the house. My house your slippers. House, your house shoes, your house slippers. Yeah. They're pretty nice. Hey, the last time you were on, too. Yeah. You really wanted to uh, do this whole, like... Uh, that story's dumb. I don't even think we can okay. tell it. All right, let's do cue the dip. We're gonna we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it later if you're in the mood. Let's do cue the dip. You brought me so down. Oh, this cue the dip's good. Yeah, this. Cue I the watched dip's this good. video today. If your listeners haven't watched it, make sure you like send, put the link out there. I guess I could put the link in. But see, here's the thing: it, like some some people like it's pretty violent. So I sometimes feel bad like even just playing the audio from it. Well, can't you just say, hey, this is pretty violent, like protect your ears if you don't want to hear it? Yeah, I can. I can. Like violence is happening all of the time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's probably I'm, good. I'm now part of the problem. Like I'm, I'm trying to shield people. No, it's okay to shield people because I think there is something to be said about being innocent and not knowing. Um, but just don't come at the cops when violence is necessary. Right, right. Which is the case in this one. Violence was necessary. Yes, so this, this cue the dip, um, well, I'll say this. The cue the dip winner, the kicking up the dust in pursuit winner uh, on this episode is Brevard County, Florida Sheriff Wayne Ivey. Um, and the reason he is is because he like stood up for his guys. His guys, Deputy Brian Potters and Deputy Tyler Toman, uh, were involved in an officer-involved shooting uh, back on August 30th. Super, super violent event. Um, and uh, I'm going to play. So Brevard County Sheriff Wayne Ivey did a press conference. It was probably like a 10, 9, 10-minute 10 press conference. And he really did a great job laying out the events of this and everything. I'm going to just play um, some of that. It's still, I mean, it's still probably like a five, six-minute clip. Um, but I'm going to play that because that... that I mean, he does a better job explaining it and laying out what happened than, than I could ever do. So, Give some context. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Sheriff Wayne Ivey, the Brevard County Sheriff's Office. And I want to give everyone an update this evening on the deputy-involved shooting that took place on Monday, August 30th, when two of our deputies were ambushed by an extremely violent career criminal during a traffic stop in West Melbourne. The attack and ambush was perpetrated by a violent career criminal with a history of 40 charges for crimes including drug trafficking, aggravated assault while discharging a firearm, battery on a law enforcement officer, and attempted first-degree felony murder, as well as convictions for robbery with a firearm, failing to register as a career offender, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, 
resisting arrest with violence, possession of controlled substances, and various probation violations. Even worse and more disgusting is that this career criminal, whose name doesn't even deserve mentioning, was actually out on bond with active warrants for additional felony drug trafficking cases where he could attempt to kill our deputies when he should have been safely locked behind bars where he couldn't victimize another citizen or innocent bystander. I'm sure that like me, you're probably asking yourself right now why a thug with this kind of criminal history was ever given a bond where he could be out on our streets to harm someone else. That's a question I promise to find the answer to. But for now, I'm just extremely thankful that our deputies are safe and the suspect is no longer on this planet where he could put someone else's life in peril. As I stated earlier, this incident occurred when one of our deputies conducted a traffic stop in the unincorporated area of West Melbourne on a vehicle that was occupied by three adult subjects and a two-month-old baby that was actually sitting in the back seat where the perpetrator of the ambush was seated. The entire traffic stop, ambush and deputy-involved shooting, was captured on two separate dash cameras. And as you will see in the video that I'm about to show you, the suspect was the initial aggressor as he concealed his weapon until exiting the vehicle and immediately firing upon our deputies with a pistol grip style high-powered rifle in an attempt to take their lives and avoid arrest as he was wanted on various outstanding warrants. Now I wanna caution everyone that the video you're about to see is extremely violent, graphic, and also a perfect example of just how dangerous a job our deputies and law enforcement officers face across the country each and every day. I'm going to break the video down in slow motion while providing a step-by-step -step explanation of what was taking place and why the actions of our deputies saved their lives and the lives of others at the scene, including the two-month-old baby in the backseat of the car that was directly in the line of fire when this extremely violent individual decided to try and kill our deputies. The video I'm about to show you was captured by the dash camera in the vehicle of Deputy Brian Potters, who was the second deputy to arrive on scene in an effort to assist Deputy Tyler Toman during the traffic stop. Let there be no doubt, this individual got exactly what he deserved. And to those out there who might be foolish enough to ask why we shot him so many times, that answer is simple, because evil can never be dead enough. I'm going to show you the incident as it unfolds in slow motion so that you can see exactly what took place and how our deputies responded to the threat. So the first thing we see is Deputy Toman talking with the female occupant of the vehicle, while a second occupant of the vehicle is seen leaning against the trunk of the car where the perpetrator is actually seated in the back seat. I want to be very clear in stating that neither of these two occupants had anything to do with this ambush or criminal activity, and I'm extremely grateful that they were not injured and how they immediately returned to the scene as instructed by Deputy Toman. At an early point in the video, you observe Deputy Toman asking Deputy Potters to have the third subject exit the vehicle. Prior to this point, Deputy Potters has been very politely conversing with the subject and talking about the two-month-old baby in the back seat and a dog that was also in the back seat as well. As Deputy Potters asked the subject to exit the vehicle, he is immediately and without warning ambushed with a small stock AR-15 styled rifle that is pointed and fired directly at him. Deputy Potters immediately attempts to avoid being shot by trying to create distance between himself and the shooter, who aggressively opens fire on him as he takes cover at the front of the vehicle. The subject now fires at Deputy Potters from the driver's side of the vehicle and appears to actually get hit himself, as you also hear Deputy Potters announce that he has been hit with gunfire. The subject then goes between the two vehicles and additional shots can be heard being fired. Deputy Toman and Deputy Potters can now briefly be seen taking a position between Deputy Potter's patrol car and Deputy Toman's patrol unit when the suspect emerges from behind Deputy Toman's patrol unit and violently strikes Deputy Potter's in the head with the butt of the rifle. 
As the suspect repeatedly batters Deputy Potters in the head with the butt of the gun, the two of them fall to the ground, where the subject continues to strike Deputy Potters in the head with the gun. Deputy Toman at this point gains a tactical advantage on the target and fires multiple rounds, thus eliminating the threat and saving Deputy Potter's life. As a result of the ambush and repeated blows to the head by this violent thug, Deputy Potter sustained a gunshot wound to the lower leg, multiple head lacerations, tissue damage, a concussion, and fractures of the orbital bone and sinuses. Thankfully, Deputy Toman did not suffer any injuries during the incident, and the suspect was subsequently pronounced dead from gunshots sustained during the ambush and attack on our deputies. As you can clearly see from the video, both of our deputies were in a battle for their lives as this disgusting and evil individual had a blatant disregard for their lives, the life of others at the scene, and even the life of the two-month-old baby who was in the car. He repeatedly used for cover as he tried to kill both Deputy Potters and Deputy Toman. When I tell you that we are blessed that God was watching over our deputies and those present at the scene, I mean it from the bottom of my heart, and I could not be more proud of the actions of Deputy Potters and Deputy Toman. I think you picked the right one. The sheriff. Yeah. He, uh, he's so articulate on that. Yeah. He backed he, his guys up. Very well spoken. Um, clear. He had to be reading something. Oh, if he did that off the cuff. That's impressive. If he, he did it off the cuff. The, cue the dip. Cue the dip. Come on. Um, yeah. That's a what's, wild video, so, man. So what's interesting is that, you know, before you and I went online, I was, I was, I was thinking about giving the cue the dip to the two officers, um, that being uh, officer or sorry, deputies, their sheriff's department oh. out there, deputy Potters and deputy Toman. Um, Toman's the the young one, right? Toman's the young one. The larger Toman, one is Potter. yes. All right. And I, you know, because they survived it, they they yeah. they did what they had to do. Yep. You know, you and I were talking tactically, man. A lot of, lot of issues with the video tactically, but here's the thing. That like, is one of the hardest. I mean, I, like that's literally you and I sitting here talking, me pulling a gun at, out and, and right. you having zero clue. Like the way that Potter, uh, Deputy Potter's talking to the, the guy who eventually, yeah. the, the thug, as the, de- as the yeah. sheriff said. Right. Which I had to look the word up because I was like, I don't want to say thug if it means something like that. I, well, that I didn't and, know. Well, and but honestly, in it means our career, thought- career criminal or some, someone who's yeah. super violent it's, and it's, he's, yeah. he's a thug. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, Potter's like chatting with him. Right. He's just talking with the guy in the back seat with the baby and a dog. Like, no officer is going to think that that guy's got a gun. Like, not not no. Most officers are not going to be thinking this guy's got a gun. I I guess I when I watched it, and again I don't want to be super I. I, I really dislike being super critical of officers who are in situations like this, because what I found is that it's, it's, I think these types of videos are really good for officers to watch yeah. and glean information from. So the last thing I want to do, they're cringy is, though. Like they make you yeah, like, Ugh. Oh yeah. They, they're, they're horrible to watch, but I think they're, they're good training tools. And you know, so, so when I say some of the things I'm going to say, I'm not trying to, uh, belittle, um, any of these deputies, deputy potters or anything like that. But in watching it and watching how deputy potters is interacting with him when he's sitting in the car and watching how deputy Toman is interacting with who he's speaking to before it happens. In my opinion, one of those 
deputies is ready for a fight, more ready for a fight than the other one. And I think Deputy Potters was caught really off guard. And it's hard for me to imagine that there were no, like zero red flag indicators when he was up at the car. Yeah. Because that was like a pretty big gun. It was. I mean, I'm assuming he pulled it out of his waistband. Um, you know, I've chased a guy with a sawed off shotgun down his pant leg. Sure. I didn't notice it. Uh, um, you know, but there had to be, but I noticed other behavior before he took off running. Yeah. And unfortunately we don't get any of that. Yeah. We don't, yeah. we don't know any of that, but all that being said, it, it is sudden and violent. Yeah. In and his, in his defense, uh, someone with a child in a car. Like True. Sitting right next to them and a dog, like I, th- I think even you, Anthony, who is like you're you're peaked almost all the time. <laughs> oh, Notice I said almost. Thanks. Like I think that automatically drops you down. Like you, you're like most officers. Right. But th- don't you don't you think you would have been picking up on something? I would hope so. A guy who Man, is literally so. getting ready to like lay into you with like a AR style pistol. Yeah, the hard part is he, he is a career, a career criminal and so you don't know that at the time. So he's used to, he's used to that stress. Right. So his stress probably doesn't come out like someone who's, you know, some kid. Are you all right, dude? You're right. Yeah. I said, dude, <laughs> we haven't said it very often though. I think we say it way more than we, than, we than think. I even think. Yeah. yeah. But Kudos. yeah, you're you're right. He he uh he he's a career he's been through he's been in the game a long time, so he is going to not be possibly as stressed as someone else. But right. still Yeah. I, we don't know. We weren't there. But either way, it happened within a split second and it They worked through the problem. They worked through the problem. It it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. They worked yeah. through it and um yeah. It was I think it extremely one, violent. I think at one point, the one officer is shooting at the guy running. He's probably like a hundred yards away. Yes. Yeah. That was wild. I mean, he like that. That was also that was also uh, Deputy Potter's. Okay. So he also Deputy, got butt stroked. Right. What, what, oh, well, so, he got hit with it. Yeah. So like when they come around the back of the cruiser, both of them, right? Because because bad guy is on the driver's side of Toman's cruiser, and the and. Their cars parked, stopped right behind them. Right. Right. Um, they engage in a shooting there. They come back behind uh, Deputy Toman's cruiser. And now they're on the passenger side of Deputy Toman's cruiser. Potters thinks someone running from the car is bad guy. It's not. It's not. And then bad guy comes around the back of the cruiser and just levels him with, with the gun. Like, right. Like a baseball They bat. didn't see him coming at all. Right. No. And uh, you know, at one time, Toman is like underneath, like... The gun of Deputy Potter's, like it's it's crate, it's crazy. Like these types of things are so crazy. And so, like, did uh, yeah, I get who's I, the other deputy? Toman. Toman. Did he drop his mag? At one point, he accidentally drops his yeah. mag. Okay, I thought I saw um, that. You know, that's and, right when uh, Potter gets butt stroked. Yeah, or hit in the head with that. So yeah, yeah, bad guy hits hits Deputy Potter's in the head. Deputy Toman is is getting ready to lay back into him, but doesn't have good sight picture because they're all tied up together and wrapped up. Accidentally drops his mag. You see him go off screen. He reloads. He he works through again. Yep. He, he works, works through, through the, the problem. problem. He realized my gun is empty. I don't 
know what happened to my magazine, but it's not in here anymore, <laughs> yeah. reloads and comes back up on target and, and lays him out. And then when he's shooting into the suspect, the suspect is on the ground. I don't know if he's, he's fight. He's still fighting with the other deputy on the ground. You can hear him grunting and like right. yelling. Sounds and, like strikes or some yeah. type of. And deputy Toman just, just lays into him and, and yeah. Ends pretty the, much empties, ends the empties fight, a yeah. mag into him and empties the fight. But at that point, you know, and I haven't heard any pushback on this video. I'm um, surprised how quickly it, I mean, it's been less than 30 days. I mean, right. they say he cleared, they cleared him. I mean. I don't know. Did the sheriff say they were cleared? I don't know. I don't know. He just said he's he going to give they, you an update or he's yeah. releasing the video or. Yeah. I mean, there's no way those guys aren't going to get cleared. Oh. I mean, they were literally fighting for their lives. Yep. And even after, you know, the suspect is beating them with the gun, they have no way to know that that gun is no longer out of, out of use. Like, oh, they have no way to know that there's, you know, I don't know why he started beating. I think it jammed. I think he had a malfunction. It looked like a magazine fell or something fell okay. from his, his weapon also. Yeah. But either way, none of those guys under that level of stress had any idea if that gun was still out of play, in play. Right. And quite frankly, it didn't, it didn't matter. Like if you're using it as a baseball bat and fracturing, crush, you know, skulls, crush someone's skull, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're still at fully deadly force. He was a decent, decent size too, the suspect. Yeah, yeah, he was a yeah. big guy. Yeah. So I don't, it's an incredible video. I'm glad both those uh, deputies are okay. And yes, I thought um, Sheriff Ivy like just gave a great, press conference like and, kudos to him man like yeah like that that's exactly what we need right now we need there is a vacuum in leadership in law enforcement and we need guys like him to to stand up and and say the things he said you know because very easily things he said could be painted in a certain light um but what did you think about his line uh evil can't be dead enough because he, he, he addresses it. For those who question why we fired so many rounds into the suspect. That's stuff. at the end, right? I don't. No, he said it. He said it. Did he say it on that? Yeah. I missed yeah. it. He said yeah, it. Yeah, I heard it. I, I like the statement a lot. Evil can't be dead enough. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I don't. I mean, evil's different than a thief. Evil's different than. You know, lots of other things. Evil is, it needs to end. Right. Now, Every, we, I don't think there's a person who would disagree that evil needs to be like gone right. from this world. But, but he's, he's saying another person is evil. You're okay with that? Uh, the person who attacked those two guys mm -hmm. was being evil in that moment for sure. Yeah. 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 Not, like I don't have any problem saying that. Like, that no, was, that I, was pure evil. Yeah, no, it was it was a pure evil act. Yeah. Like I'm 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 not disagreeing with you. I just there, like I think there are those who would push back and say, well, you know, it's it's a person. They have a soul. You sure. know, as a Christian, you know, this whole idea yeah. about you know love and kindness and and uh, yeah. So how would you respond to that? I don't, I don't know if I couldn't, if it's worth me arguing with someone who would have right. that opinion. Yeah. I think I would want to put him in a similar situation <laughs> and just be like, right. What, what are you, you going to do? Different? What are you going to do? What are you going to do different? Like there, that like situation, 
it's uh, he was trying to, to to destroy those take those people's lives and he has no right to take those lives that's not a right that he's been given by his creator whether right. or not he knows his creator or believes his creator or has any relationship with his creator he's he he does not own those two deputies bodies he has right. no right to take their lives um so what he was doing needed to be stopped and it was stopped with bullets deadly force yeah yeah no, I totally agree with you. And I think the the other the other side of it too is that um I just lost my train of thought. You were looking right into my eyes, so maybe that's why you lost your I train lost of my train of thought because I was looking into your deep brown eyes. And I don't I wonder if the sheriff is calling him evil or like he it's that's a broad I mean, maybe that was a broad statement. I mean it's in the context of referring to this this person. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Oh, I'm not okay, disagreeing okay. with you and saying I have a problem with it. I thought we were it. arguing about this, and I was like, why, why is no, Anthony no, no. arguing with me about this? Because I would think that... No, I'm posing a question to you that I think other people mm. um, would, would, would pose. I wonder what else you call that. I mean, what else... I don't know what else you would call that. Yeah, I guess you, I would want to know, what, what do you call that, a mistake? Is that no. someone who has trouble, who has problems? Well, and here's has, the thing, it doesn't matter. At that point, I mean, in that moment, I don't it, think so. It but doesn't matter. It I'm doesn't matter, it. you know. In in that moment, for those officers, and for the for the suspect, it doesn't matter anything that happened in his life to get him to that point. He is now making a decision to, like you said, uh, exert control over someone else's body and murder them because he believes that's his right to do, and that's not acceptable. This is not a turn the cheek moment. Like, you know, I, I've heard that, you know, well, as a police officer, why, why do you, what do you say about the passage about turning the other cheek? And, you know, yeah. and, and, and my response to that is being in law enforcement and, and, and doing your, your duty, your sworn duty that is also laid out within the Bible. That's not a turn the other cheek moment. There are times where you have to turn the other cheek on the job. Like for me, it when it, when something became personal, like if I was acting out of anger for someone doing something to me, or or uh, or calling me a name or something like that, where I'm like going back at them simply because I'm, you know, it it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with my job, but I'm starting to take on a personal offense right. and go after that person. Those are the times where me as a believer, I have to be like, no, this isn't about me. This is about has a law been broken? Am I justified in using force and carrying it out in a way that glorifies God within the confines of scripture and not out of revenge? And that's when you're saying you can turn the cheek and yeah. be called a name. It's like, so, so those generally happen in like your personal relationships with family, with friends. But when you're doing your job as a police officer, these aren't turn the cheek moments. These right. are, you know, lawbreaker moments where, where you, you've been called, you have a calling to do something about it. And yeah. it may mean it's going to get pretty ugly and pretty violent. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with it, with it at all. Like, evil can't be dead enough. Yep. I mean, and, I mean, God would agree. I mean, at some point, he's going to come back and make all things right and evil 
is going to be no more. No more. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked when uh, the sheriff said uh, he made a, he was really mad about the justice system there. Yeah, he was really angry about. I don't that. know if about I had like, that in that clip. Yeah, it was I right did. in the beginning. Yeah, 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 right in the beginning. Yeah, where he talks about you know this guy was a career criminal. He was out on bail for more offenses. He had more warrants. Like he was just real mad right. about that. Which and I, that goes back to my last episode where I talk about kindness versus niceness. Very nice. Let's be nice. Let's cut him a break. Let's do this. Let's get him out. And now there's no kindness within that because now he's dead the suspect is dead yeah and off and officers were almost killed um so nice yeah it's very nice like you you're cutting him a break oh it's so nice it feels great mm-hmm. you know he had a tough life he had a tough life let's cut him a break you know yeah. i wonder if that is nice though in in reality it's nice as in that no that's what i'm saying oh you're it, it's I, I broke down. Nice. You nice. obviously didn't listen to my last episode yet. How dare you? I break down kindness and niceness. So niceness, friendly, agreeable, pleasant. Kindness is actual like a true care of the other person. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. We're obsessed with being nice to people. It, when, but we, we think of kindness and niceness as the same thing. And so you're saying that. Not. You could, we could have been kind to that man by putting him in jail. That would have been yes. a kind thing to do. Yeah. He would still be alive. And he probably could get the help maybe that he needs. Possibly. Yeah. Anything could happen. But in the spirit of being nice, you were actually unkind. Right. He's dead now. Right. So. And I'm so glad that that little kid didn't get hit. Oh, my. Can you imagine? Those cops would have mm. felt terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. But what are you going to do? Like, you have to. In, like, yeah. you cannot. In it, in it, in something like that, like if he would have just jumped out, fired a couple rounds, and then started running, then maybe you can start thinking a little bit more about your, you know, shot There's placement and everything. Zero time. <laughs> but with that, like you're under attack. Like you, there's nothing you can do. And that, what do you say? Sixty-one rounds fired. It's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, it's hard so, to hear too. You can't really hear the rounds. I mean, you can hear some of them. But yeah, you wouldn't be able to count them. I don't think. Yeah, I only played. He played. He plays at full speed, full sound at the very beginning of the yeah. press conference. I didn't play that um, just because uh, one of the officers um, keeps saying GD. I just, uh, I, yeah. I can deal with cursing. I just, hmm. it drives me crazy to hear the Lord's name used in vain. So that's nice. I just, I was like, I guess I could bleep it out, but I just decided I'm just going to yeah. play it, play the, uh, the portion where you don't hear way that. Way to go, Sheriff. Yeah. Way to go. What else is there to talk about that? Uh, I don't, it's I mean, it's pretty we, cool that he said the community's like real, like on their side, like they're, yeah, the community likes them. Yeah. So. I mean, we could, I mean, you and I could definitely do a deep dive in the, into the tactics. Oh man. But I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that either. I appreciate Gary once again, sitting down with me and talking about some of these current events. Next week, during part two, we will wrap up our conversation regarding the Cue the Dip segment and also talk about the January 6th riot at the Capitol, uh, which includes a discussion about the shooting of Ashley Babbitt, which occurred during that incident. There is actually a part three of my conversation with Gary. We talked for quite some time 
uh, on this episode. Part three will only be available for my patrons who give $5 or more per month in support of this podcast. In that patron-only part of our conversation, we talk about COVID mandates and considerations for the police dealing with them, including the absolute insanity going on in Australia right now. If you are interested in becoming a Diakonos patron, go to diakonosacc.podbean.com and click on the Become a Patron button in the top right corner. If you go to the site on your phone, turn the phone sideways, and once you get into that page uh, in landscape mode, you'll see that button. Uh, Becoming a patron gives you access to other perks on top of getting access to patron-only content. So check it out, diakonosacc.podbean.com to check out becoming a patron. On this particular episode, we talked about quite a few things. We talked about the recruitment problem. Uh, We talked about recent lies that were propagated by the press about the Border Patrol and how our president um, latched onto those lies and and said that the Border Patrol uh, officers who were involved in that would, would pay. Uh, even though they were they were simply doing their job, you heard Gary and I talk about how all these things in the news uh, affect us um, and and can bring us down at times. Quite honestly, uh, and and officers all over the United States are are dealing with this and are deeply affected by all this nonsense that they're constantly seeing and hearing. And yet, in spite of all that, um, there are officers every day who continue to do their jobs. Just recently. I saw that in Portland, that Portland PD, uh, a place where it's extremely hard to be a proactive police officer, uh, but there in Portland, uh, their police department seized um, 11 guns in a 48-hour period during separate incidents. So obviously, they still have officers that are getting after it. Portland PD has seized 900 illegal firearms in that city so far this year and have already exceeded the number seized in 2020. Every day, officers are making good decisions and doing their job despite all the noise. There are some leaders and chiefs out there that are backing up their officers as well. One of those actually was at one of those chiefs was at this press conference I referenced earlier in this episode when we were when we were talking about recruitment. Um, and, and this chief came right out and said, "Hey, listen, the national narrative is of no help to us in this profession." It's of no help to us to be able to recruit people. So there are police officers out there who are still doing their job and doing it well. And there's police chiefs out there that are that are backing up their guys as well. The police continue to do their job through all this noise. And even though their morale is possibly lower than it's ever been in this country, it was the best job I ever had to be involved in disrupting the lives of criminals and helping people who are doing the right things was rewarding in many, many ways. Pray for our police officers. Pray that they continue to kick up the dust in pursuit in spite of all the noise and pressure. We need them to hold the line. 